0: good morning
1: (laughs) good morning it's cold in the studio
0: yeah it's not really morning for you and it's cold there that's tough it's been so the weather here has been so great it's been getting pretty cold when the sun goes down but other than that like it's back to sunny california 70 out shorts amazing
1: i can't wait to be there no, it's it's nice outside here. It's sunny. It's cold in the studio, though. We we left the power off yesterday. We were recording mm-hmm. in here doing something, and we you know turned it off so that you didn't hear the AC. And so it was like yeah. fifty something degrees when we came in today. And it doesn't heat up quickly because it's not a furnace; it's a heat pump. And what does I that just mean? Don't, well, it, it, it's a heat? different. Uh, I'm not going to explain it well. Yeah, <laughs> it's but. The experience of a heat pump is instead of it blowing hot air into a room, it blows slightly less cold air into the room over a long Mm -hmm. period of time until the room is eventually a little bit warmer. And so it just takes a long time for the room to get hot. But they're more efficient, and I guess they're, you know, they always get recommended. But me, I like heat.
2: I like fire. I think
0: I have a furnace. Is that right, Mom? Here,
2: I believe so. I actually am not sure.
0: Yeah. And it's right next to my bed. And so actually, I don't think I've told you this. What I do is I have to wake up at eight. I'll set an alarm for seven thirty because I like to sleep with it cold. Um, Like I like to sleep with it not on because it gets chilly and then you're all cozy in your blankets. So I have to wake up at eight, set an alarm for seven thirty. And I just I like crawl to the other side of my bed, reach over and turn it to blast. I turned it to 90. And so then it's just like crazy hot air shooting out. And then when I wake up in actually thirty minutes, then I'm like sweating. And I'm like, you know, you get don't have
2: you don't have to turn it to ninety for it to warm up. The point is to See, get it to. But yeah. I'm not
0: even like fully awake. <laughs> All that's going through my head is cold. Need warm, and <laughs> that's that's how it turns out.
1: <laughs> I suppose that's fair. That's good. <laughs> yeah, but we're we're doing fine. It's 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 refreshing. I feel like it's going to keep me alert. And awake and ready to go. And I am ready to go. You wanna go?
0: Let's go. Roll that intro music. Mags and Dads, Wholesome Chaos. Mags and Dads, Wholesome Chaos.
1: Hello, everyone, and welcome to our podcast. This is Wholesome Chaos. My name is Dan Thurman, also known as Maggie's Dad.
0: My name is Maggie Thurman, also known as Mags.
1: And in the studio, we have a couple other family members and special guests. Say hello, guys.
2: Hey, I'm Shay, Maggie's mom.
1: Hi, I'm Eddie, Maggie's brother. Yes, and so you got the whole family here with you to help you out. We're going to give you some suggestions, some ideas, some fun, all kinds of crazy stuff happening today. we got some great questions, too, that came in on the podcast, Maggie. So we're going to get to those a little bit later. But first of all, Congratulations for getting your verification on Instagram. That's really super cool.
0: Thank you so much, uh, man. I w- I was so excited about that. Um, <laughs> I was actually I was on the phone with Rachel and Colin when that happened, and I had told her I was like, yeah, I'm I'm kind of trying to get verified right now. We'll see if it if it works or if it goes through or whatever. And I DM'd her something, and I said, go check your DMs and she just stops and she goes, "Maggie, you're verified." And I went, "No, I'm not." And I I refreshed <laughs> my great. page and sure enough a little blue check popped up. And I was like, "No way!" <laughs> oh man. Now, that's so great. I was <laughs> Yeah, and uh, literally I had my friends text me like even before I cuz I was literally going to hang out with like Blythe and my friend Bryce and I I found out and I we were talking about that beforehand, so I was going to tell him like that night. And the, like they found out beforehand and they were just like you're verified so it was so so exciting um and i appreciate that i called you and mom and i told you both that as well um, yes but
1: thanks for sharing your successes now i think i know why it's important but go ahead and just recap like why is that a big deal in the influencer world
0: so essentially the whole purpose of verification is to prove the account is yours for people who have people impersonating them or all that stuff. But there's also perks where if you DM someone, you're more likely to be seen in their DMs if you have a verification checkmark. Um but I I almost didn't even want to kind of like ask, you know, like my my team to like help me on it and everything because I didn't want anyone to feel like I I needed it like as a value thing because because I also know that for a lot of people a verification mark kind of equates to success and in some in some instances that could be argued as true like a lot of people get verified on TikTok because they are popular users or because they put a lot of time into what they do um Instagram's a little bit different where like if you if you get some success in music you're you usually get that verification check mark pretty quick. And so it was kind of like a little bit of an internal struggle where I was like, no, I don't need others' approval. I don't need someone to tell me that I'm, like, valued. I'm okay, but I am not going to lie. It felt good. <laughs>
1: <laughs> That's good, though. Um, it's nice to keep your um, your motives in check, right? Like you're saying, this isn't how yeah. I judge my self-worth. I'm going to just keep being me, and I think as long as you can, like, hold that line... You're going to be just fine.
0: For sure. I have a question. Sure. So we're in February of 2022 right now. And I know we did this whole, like, our our New Year's podcast and everything. We we talked about this a lot of, like, what our goals were for the New Year's. But are you familiar? I know you're familiar with this, but I'm going to ask it anyways. Are you familiar with the term rebranding?
1: Rebranding? Sure, like, mm-hmm. you know, like a reinvention of sorts and kind of like
0: changing yeah, yeah, your, yeah. your brand image. In particular, are you familiar with the phrase, new year, new me?
1: <laughs> new year, new me? I mean, yes. I've heard it. I don't know that I understand exactly what it means, but it's pretty self-explanatory, yes?
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, do you find yourself that, like, in a new year, you, like, kind of, in a sense, rebrand yourself?
1: Not really. No, for me, okay. it, I mean, this is a year of a lot of rebranding for me, though. I'm, I'm doing several different things that are all going to take a long time to play out. I'm writing a new book. I'm conducting some research. I, I engaged with a, a firm to do some um, nationwide, scientifically like accurate research on a particular subject to really get some definitive data and be an expert on a particular topic. that's fascinating to me. It's rele- rele- uh, relevant in my book. And so that's all going to be happening and playing out. And for me, it's all like putting the, those wheels in motion. That's going to drive a new speech. It's going to drive a new you know, upgrade to the videos and to the website. And all of that stuff is in motion. But I, I can't tell you, like, I've got the master plan completely envisioned of how it all works out. But yeah. stay tuned. It should be kind of fun.
0: And that's totally fine. And I personally, I think it's so fun to rebrand. And even my friends and I, we've kind of been joking about like, okay, who like, for me, I'd say like, who is twenty twenty two Maggie? And like, that's so like cheesy or whatever. But it is a good reminder because the things I've said and that like I'm really trying to focus on this year is I want to be a better friend to people. I want to be like more intentional. Um, I want to remember things better. I'm I'm so used to like going to meet people or just like going into a room with a bunch of people and having conversations like introducing yourself and then not retaining any of the information because you're just like oh new person and I like I want to get better about that I want to be more intentional about just being involved in people's lives or whatever and so I think now more than January I'm very much like into the new year which is which is weird but I just, well, I just thought that was interesting.
1: It's very interesting. I do remember us talking about intentions and goals um, and mm-hmm. the family podcast. But yeah, you could do that at any point, any point in time. You don't have to wait for a new year to change for things. Sure. And so with regard to that specific question about being more like engaged in people's lives, listening more attent- attentively, do you have a role model in terms of somebody who you're trying to emulate?
0: Um, not really. Ah. Uh, I think not so much of a, well, maybe a role model, but people who have been really good friends to me. You know what I mean? Like when, when you're hanging out with someone and someone comes up to you and asks just like, oh, how are you? You know, a standard question. Then somebody else comes up to you and is like, oh, you know, how was your move-in last week? And it's like, oh, they remembered something about me. And just like how that makes you feel in In comparison to a more generalistic question, is that a word? Generalistic, more
1: general. You, I don't more think you need the well. istic. You could just say more general. I don't know. It question.
0: sounded kind of cool when it came out, though. It I was should've, very should've cool. Just gone that could with be part it. of your new brand. It's
1: just to make up your own words.
0: Is yeah, using really big made up words. <laughs> I
1: really love it. And you know what else could be a part of your brand is like in terms of what you wear. Like uh, maybe go for some new outfits or something like that.
0: Starting the new year off in some really great clothes. I can get behind that. And speaking of really great clothes, we get to talk about some really great clothes right now.
1: Why don't you tell us about that, Maggie?
0: Have you picked up a very niche hobby this last year? Rock climbing, pickleball, stationary bikes, YouTube video workouts. For me, well, I guess I've I've been doing it longer than this year, but pickleball. Oh, my goodness. We love pickleball in this family. So, if you had to get creative to keep active, Girlfriend Collective has you covered with sustainable, supportive activewear. Girlfriend Collective creates responsibly sourced activewear for everyone from size extra, extra small to 6XL. They've got you covered from head to toe. You can find pants with different compression levels for ultimate comfort, supportive and soft sports bras and underwear, workout dresses, joggers, sweats, beanies, and even cute slide sandals. And... Girlfriend makes their items in your go-to staple colors, but they also have super fun bright colors and new seasonal releases to choose from. Guys, I literally, I love Girlfriend Collective. Like, I know we've had them as a sponsor on this show before and I I was, I loved what they were about. And then I started wearing their clothes. And like, my family can attest to you, I talk about it a lot. Yes. I love yes. this brand. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> They also have a garment take-back program called ReGirlfriend, so once you're done loving your pieces, you can send them back to be upcycled into new girlfriend gear. You can feel good in what you wear, whatever you're doing with Girlfriend Collective. So for listeners of this show, Girlfriend Collective is offering $25 off your purchase of $100 or more when you go to girlfriend.com slash chaos. That's $25 off $100 or more when you go to girlfriend.com slash chaos girlfriend.com/chaos I may be single this Valentine's Day season but I wear girlfriend
1: clothes. <laughs> so you didn't you didn't get swept off your swept off your feet. <laughs> so you didn't get swept off your feet like you mentioned you might last week?
0: No, I did not I did not get swept off my feet. But that well, is okay. Because there's, there's always
1: St. Patrick's Day. Day. Oh yeah. There's People always another holiday up how coming up. that is? Yeah. <laughs> Oh, great. Do you want to jump into a question or hear a story? I was thinking about a couple of stories from my uh, past I could tell you that might be entertaining. Okay. Like.
0: (laughs) (laughs) And it seems like you have one in mind.
1: (laughs) Well, what came to mind this morning was when I moved to Georgia and before I got really back into performing regularly, I was a projectionist at a movie theater, which you know about. But I don't know that I ever told on this podcast the story about like being a projectionist and what that was all about, and learning that I really needed some glasses. <laughs> like it was, that was one big awareness because I couldn't focus the movies. But I started as a you know regular concession guy making popcorn and being at a, at a movie theater. And I love movie theaters. Like yeah. I love to go and be around there. And when you work at a movie theater, you could on your breaks, you like you know, take your popcorn and just go pop into a movie theater for like fifteen minutes and and watch the little bits and pieces of a movie. But what I really mm-hmm. wanted was the job of being like the projectionist person. So I mentioned that to my manager, and then he set it up and like got me trained. There was one other guy who's training me. And what happens is when a movie comes into your theater, it comes in on these different reels, like five or six different spools, depending on how wait, many- Wait, wait,
0: wait, set the scene. What year is this? Because I don't think they still do it this way. I don't think- <laughs> Oh
1: yeah, I'm sure they don't do it that this way. <laughs> this was nineteen nineteen eighty four. 1984. Okay. It's like
0: end game and they send in 45 <laughs> little tapes. Yeah.
1: No, no, no. They they're, they're It was like a suitcase, right? Like a little, you know, you carry the movie in this case. And inside the case are these individual rolls of film. And then inside okay. the projection area is this big platter, like horizontal platter, and your first job as projectionist is to take all of the individual rolls and to splice them together into one big movie, so you're literally putting the movie together in order. And my um, the guy who's training me, the first movie that we were working on, it came in on that Thursday night. We were getting, putting it ready for you know for Friday, and um, it was it was called Weird Science. Weird Science was a was a phenomenal movie, uh, really kind of like a cult classic. And so, mm-hmm. but the problem was when the movie got to us, all of the roles were reversed, and so we had to first. We, unreverse them kind of from one reel to another reel and then put them together on the platter. So he was doing some stuff. I was doing some stuff, kind of lost track a little bit of what was going on. Bottom line is I put the movie together in the wrong order. And so instead of it going one, two, three, four, five, it went one, two, four, three, five. And we showed it that way for three days, packed theaters, sold out. Cause it still kind of made sense. There was like this weird flashback scene in the middle of the movie. And it was called Weird Science, right? So it's like now it's extra weird science. Um, oh, my
0: goodness. Yes.
1: And then I finally came into work one day. And the, the guy who was training me was in the, the like in the projection room. And he's working on the movie. And I was like, what happened? Did it break or something? He's like, no, it was in the wrong order. And so I didn't get fired okay. or anything. Yeah. But That's here's the happened.
0: crazy thing. Dude, the impact that that probably had on so many people's lives where they just they that. went to go see this movie and they're like, "Oh, okay, a movie and then you know, a few months from then or a few years from then they're like, Let's watch that movie again, <laughs> and then they think they're just tripping, and they're like <laughs> they they don't understand what's happening, and that's that's because of you guys,
1: yeah, what if it made it better?
0: <laughs> that's possible too. I think that's it's so possible. funny. And, hey, maybe, what are the odds that this podcast maybe reaches one of those people?
1: It could be. They're
0: going, that's why all these years. Yeah, all these years from now, they finally get some closure.
1: That's also why I was so into Back to the Future. That was one of the, this was the year that Back to the Future came out, and that was my first year as a projectionist. Really, my only year as a projectionist. I didn't (laughs) didn't stay in that role very long. (laughs) A, because I learned adapting. I needed glasses, and then, you know, I would actually try to focus the movie as best I could in the theater, and then I would leave the box, go down the stairs, and then walk into the theater and go up to the screen to see if it was in focus. It was a very poor oh system goodness. for trying to focus oh a movie.
2: Kind of how you do the podcast, Maggie, right? <laughs>
0: yeah, no, literally. I was like, That's,
2: that sounds vaguely familiar. <laughs>
1: But what it
0: did, oh, um,
1: when I did get glasses, though, I mean, I was amazed how, how the world looks with you in focus. Yeah. Isn't that amazing? I
0: remember that. I remember that because I, and I also remember you saying that when I got glasses. Um, you're like, go outside and look at the trees. Look at the sky. <laughs> yeah,
1: the details but on also, all the leaves. Incredible. Yeah, when I
0: first got glasses, I didn't need glasses super bad. I used to really want glasses, and you guys totally knew that. Um, And so they were, like, very, very minimal things just because the board was a little blurry. You know, I could still see things. Now I I can't read anything (laughs) more than, like, two feet away without my glasses on. So I finally got my wish. Yay. And, Eddie, you never had glasses.
1: (laughs) Well, I I had glasses, but it was the same thing where I just kind of wanted them. Yeah, Yeah. (laughs) so they they
2: gave him glasses that were 2020
1: for 2020. It wasn't, no, yeah, it wasn't exactly 2020. I think they said, like, it'll be, you know, it's fine now, and there's really no point in giving me a prescription, but, like, they could if I wanted them to, and I said yes. And so then, uh, yeah, they gave it to me, and I wore them, like, twice. (laughs) (laughs) I found them a couple days ago.
2: I think I think when you're young, like, everybody wants to have glasses when they're little or braces. I remember yeah. my friend Gigi and I, we would take um, paper clips and we would unwind them and bend them and put them in our top teeth and pretend like we had, like, retainers. I
0: remember <laughs> doing that, yeah. I remember looking up, like, videos on how to make fake braces. And then, oh, man, when I actually had them, I did not want those suckers. Yeah. Um But I was actually thinking the other day about getting a new pair of glasses because I've had the same glasses for years. They're so scratched up and dirty. But also I get so many compliments on them. And they were actually they were really cheap, too, which is funny um, that I get so many compliments on them. You
2: can use the same uh, frames and they can they can put new lenses in them.
0: Yeah, but it might be kind of fun. You know, new year, new me. Get some new, new glasses. Brand, <laughs>
1: rebranded Maggie glasses.
0: Rebranding 2022. Why not? <laughs> <laughs> we'll see. We'll
1: see. So how about a quick question, Mags? This, so is, um, this is from someone who's in your line of work or wants to be. I'm a freshman in college, and her name is um, Ellie. I'm sorry. I think it may be Ellie or it may be Eli, in which case I'm not sure. Eli. Eli. That's Eli. definitely Eli. Yeah. It's, okay, this is from Eli. I'm a freshman <laughs> in college. I create videos and do social media content, and I'm starting to become more serious about it from someone who has built an audience in the social media realm. Do you have any tips on starting out? Also, I'm considering starting a podcast with a photographer, fellow, student, friend of mine. Any advice? Thanks. I really love the podcast. Eli. I'll let you take that one, Maggie.
0: Start posting. Like, genuinely, especially with how how certain apps work I feel like TikTok is the easiest to kind of build up and like get recognition for content without having a huge following um and that's like where where so many people create a following because it does work that way but yeah genuinely find what you are passionate about sounds like you already have videos you like making just start putting them out there for people to see um and then what was the second half of the question podcast? oh yeah 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 okay complete honesty dude podcasts are hard (laughs) yeah podcasts are are difficult um i have so many friends with podcasts who it's such a struggle because there's so many podcasts out right now and so like creating an audience to listen and all that stuff it's it's definitely a little more um
2: challenging
0: challenging yeah it's more work and usually a little bit of a slower reward. So yes. not saying don't go for it. Just be aware of that.
2: Set
1: your expectations accordingly.
0: Yeah, and don't don't let the numbers discourage your your outlook and your motivation going towards it. Literally watch watch Eli be like the next Joe Rogan. <laughs> and I'm like, don't, don't, you know, don't beat yourself up. <laughs> It's possible. You could totally
1: do it. It's possible. Anything's <laughs> possible. Um, yeah, and with regard to posting and videos and putting those out there, really look at the time as, as finding your voice, finding what clicks. Experiment a lot, I'd say, with different formats and different ideas. And when you find something that really works, hone it in. You're just working on procti- practice and skills and developing all the content uh, right now. And, and send us some links because we'd love to check it out too. That'd be cool.
0: Yeah, I actually I saw a TikTok that was this lady talking about how like deleting your videos that aren't successful is detrimental to everyone, because if everyone deletes the videos that don't hit a million views or don't do incredible, then anytime someone looks at your page, they're going to think that's the standard when that's not realistic. You're going to have videos that do well and you're going to have videos that don't. And that's life. Um, and I thought that was, like, a really interesting outlook because I had always thought of it as kind of like, oh, yeah, I just, like, I don't want people to see that, like, this video didn't do as well or whatever. And it's like, no, let them see. Let them be encouraged by it. You know what I mean?
1: Yeah, I've been experiencing that myself on on TikTok recently with videos just not doing as well as they used to. And just like, well, yeah. well whatever. Like, keep going. But um, But that sounds great. Um, One of the other ways you can experiment with like what's going on in your life and reinventing the new you is mixing it up in the kitchen, mixing it up with your food and what you're eating, which brings us to an incredible, great friend of ours, awesome sponsor, HelloFresh, which is America's number one meal kit. HelloFresh delivers pre-portioned ingredients to your door, including farm-fresh produce. Not all produce is created equal. Farm-fresh produce is the best. That arrives within a week, so you get convenience without skimping on quality. Skip the trip to the grocery store, saving you the long wait in lines and ensuring you don't waste money on excess food. HelloFresh offers flexibility you need to easily customize your online order in the app, easily change your delivery day, food preferences, and plan size, or skip a week whenever you need to. You know, that's been really useful for us as we travel a lot. And we have to like skip some yeah. time or you just, you know, have extra food. It's so easy to do it in the app. And, you know, you can get into some routines where you're eating the same types of food over and over again. That's one of the things I love about HelloFresh is it really lets you to mix it up and and try some meals that you may not have had before. And so, ladies and gentlemen, give, us, give this a try just like we did, and I'm sure you're going to love it just like we do. And so you can go to HelloFresh.com slash 16chaos and use our code 16chaos for up to 16 free meals and three free gifts. So that's HelloFresh.com slash 16chaos. That code's also in the link on the podcast, and you're going to love it. I, I really believe that. This is very uh, incredible food that's delivered fresh to your door. It will help you learn about how to cook, how to feed yourself, how to take care of yourself. America's number one meal kit. HelloFresh.
0: I, I, um, I went to Malibu the other day.
1: How did you enjoy that? I love Malibu. It's beautiful.
0: Yeah, it was, it was honestly just such an <laughs> interesting day. It started out with me and my two friends. We really we wanted to go thrifting. And we ended up going to the first store. The first store we went to was like a thrift, quote unquote thrift, but everything was like over a hundred dollars. <laughs> We're like, okay, um, that's it's. I guess it's still thrifting because it's like secondhand or whatever. But also, like, I was kind of looking for like goodwill bins, and that just wasn't the vibe. Um, wow. And then we ended up going to. Two more thrift stores. Not one of us bought a single thing that entire day of hours of shopping. We were so, like, discouraged by the end. Drove then to Santa Monica to go shopping. But then realized it was, like, 5.30 or, like, 4.30 and that we'd be leaving Santa Monica at, like, 5.30. Which, every time I go to Santa Monica, I end up leaving at rush hour and it takes me two hours to get home. And it's so annoying. And so we were like, let's not do that. Let's just drive 30 minutes to Malibu. And we went to Malibu, got some food, and then we are like, let's watch the sunset. Then we missed the sunset. (laughs) Then we were on the dark beach. (laughs) and it was honestly it was such a fun day though like I I had a blast for literally not buying anything sitting in a car and standing on a dark beach the day was incredible
1: (laughs) well I guess it's all about the people you're with you know
0: oh yeah for sure
1: people in your life are really important and that's I'd like to share this question which came from Declan um, which is about the people in your life Declan says, I'm currently in a time of my life where there's a handful of people who refuse to change their ways of disregarding other people's feelings. How do you think it's best to go about life when living with and around characters like this? Love your podcast and all you do. Thanks for everything, Declan. I think that's a great question because when you think about the people in your life, um, they, they can support you, they can make your life joyful and wonderful and they can inspire you you should have people in your life who are like uh, at a level that maybe you aspire to be at in different ways. Maybe people who are further along in their career or ambition, or they just have certain qualities that you're trying to adopt into your own life. And so you need people in your life who push you. And yet I gather from your question, there are other people in your life who knows, maybe family members or friends who are just, they're part of your circle and they're just there. And they're not in the same mindset of trying to live life at a higher level. In fact, they don't sound, sounds like they're not even that interested in your perspectives. Um, and so what I was thinking about relative to that is how you can't change that. Like you really can't help somebody else decide to become a better person or decide to suddenly care about your thoughts and feelings. And so instead of trying to uh, eliminate them from your life, which it sounds like you can't, at some point you may move on entirely but maybe seek to understand them a little bit more and to empathize with their circumstances. Instead of saying, well, why is it that they can't, they're not at all interested in my perspective, maybe you can try to empathize a bit more with why they see the world that way. And if you can connect with them through their lens and validate some of what they believe, then maybe there's an opportunity to help them stretch, to help them grow. But ultimately... There's going to be a limitation, I think, where some people you just have to interact with them, smile, be pleasant, be congruent, but go on about your life and let them work it at their own pace. And don't worry about their journey. Just focus on your journey.
0: Yeah. And I just I got to say, like, I empathize with this so hard, like, and it's so hard to love someone who being around makes you feel bad, like their negativity. And their response to anything where like you truly love them, you care about them, but like just being around them makes you feel worse. And like that, that in and of itself is such a hard feeling and such a weight on you. And like, I'm I'm so sorry for that. Um, and I I do think that something that's helped me in my life when I've kind of had situations similar to this is like understanding that there's different levels of friends, I guess. There's friends who you know are always there for you. There's friends who you are always there for them. And there's friends who, like, it goes both ways. And, like, those are best friends. You know, like, the friends that you, like, you really care about. You know they really care about you. That's amazing. But understanding that there's certain friends that you're just not going to get back what you've given. And once you, I know this sounds so sad, but once you set your expectations there, you're going to be a little bit less disappointed. Um, Does that make sense? Or Or maybe pleasantly surprised
1: at some point, like at some point when they finally do come around. And and here's the thing, Declan, is like when you are congruent with what you, you're always putting out there what you believe and what you, um, and you're treating people with dignity and respect, even those who maybe don't deserve it quote unquote like right now when they get to a point in their life where they're interested in change or improvement they they might turn to you and say hey can you help me with this or maybe not maybe you don't even know about it but they just use your example as like a reference point for making an improvement in their life so don't ever think that you're not getting through to people just just persist and persevere
0: and my hope and like the way i i think it will probably work out like one day is like those type of people they're going to get to a point in their life where they look around and like see healthy friendships and see like good friendships and realize that they're not in line with that and I think they're going to want it at some point point. and I hope that like that, that is where the change starts you know what I mean
1: I know I know what you mean I think mom's got something to add too.
2: yeah Um. I know it's been a few years back but on um, Facebook when there was just somebody was going off on a tangent and you know misery loves company and so um i had put out kind of a an article or a blog that somebody had written that kind of addressed their negative behavior and and the way they were talking that kind of put a different perspective like you're you're not seeing the whole picture you're not really being smart so without me you know, saying like, you guys are a bunch of idiots. I was able to put something out there and they read it and literally people started going, well, you know what? I hadn't thought about that. Yeah. Maybe I'm, maybe I'm being too critical. So sometimes people don't even realize that they're stuck in negative behavior or, you know, they're on the bandwagon that that's, you know, heading downhill. And so, uh, offering, a, a even, even something as simple as a cartoon that might give them perspective. Um, but an article might be an easy way to suggest to them that their behavior is kind of bad.
1: (laughs) Mm -hmm. You know, people are funny. People are, are crazy. And, you know, when you think about your life, um, and your, you know, we had a quote last week on the podcast about how comparison is the thief of all joy. Yeah. Right. And so, um, And that works both ways. But you can also say, when you compare yourself to someone else, and you say, "Well, they don't. I don't do what they do, and they do these negative things. So I'm in a sense better than them." That's almost as dangerous as comparing yourself to somebody who's (laughs) further along than you. Right? It works both ways. I've had people in my life who I've really admired and envied, and that's a tricky thing too. Is when you when you think about their path to excellence and joy and success and happiness and you're like oh that came way too easy for them um compared to the way i got it or whatever and one thing i've noticed in my life is that you never get the whole story because i've seen i've noticed many times people who i've had that thought about and i've like been you know convicted of in my own mind of like mm, i was envious there then i then time plays out and i'm just trugging along going through my life and working on my stuff and making progress here and there, their life plays out. And then suddenly something's revealed where, you know, it wasn't what I thought it was. And, and it didn't turn out the way they wanted it to. And, and, and so it keeps you humble and it keeps you focused on the reality that you can only work on you. That's it.
0: Yeah. You wanna um, know, Oh my gosh. Wait. <laughs> Something I'm working on in 2022 is I want to be, I was going to say I want better style. I don't even know if it's that. I want to be more confident in my style. Did you see the post I posted um, on TikTok? I think it was the last one about checking the gas. Yes.
1: Yes, that was good.
0: Dude, I got obliterated in the comments for my outfit. (laughs) (laughs) And I was like, I was like, what the heck? I actually thought it was kind of cute. And so in 2022, I don't even want to, I don't, I want to be, like, more confident in my style. I don't even care about getting it better, necessarily. I just want to be more content in it. But I thought that was so funny. I was with my friends, and they just started, like, reading the comments, and we were all laughing. We are like, why are people so mean?
1: When you make videos as much as we make videos, you need a lot of clothes.
0: You need a lot of clothes. It's true.
1: And then you take your shirts, and then you cut them. And there was a TikTok you did a couple of weeks ago where I happened to notice, like, you didn't cut it so even. I don't know. It might have been Are located. you talking
0: about the yellow shirt? Yeah, the, the yellow, yellow shirt. Yeah. Here's the thing. That top, I think I got to go underneath something. And so I, like, chopped it because it was so long I didn't want it showing underneath it. And then I took it to L.A. And I was like, you know what? I never wear this. Why not? Um... And people weren't mean about it. You're the first one to give me hate for it. So
1: that's not hate. It's just like be careful I know, with I'm your kidding, scissors. I'm kidding. kidding.
0: But I think I did finally figure out the key to this whole "you need so many clothes" thing is not actually buying new clothes, but just taking other people's clothes. <laughs> for a
2: period of yeah, time. Yeah, like your I dad's swear. T-shirt. Did you see that? Somebody was saying uh, on one of your TikToks recently. He's like, "Oh, the cool, cool T-shirt." And I was like, "Yeah, that's her dad's." Did you know she has that shirt of yours?
1: She has a lot of my clothes.
0: (laughs) Every time I'm at Blythe's, I literally just start going through her closet and put something on and then wear it for that day and get it back to her. This isn't mine. Isn't this so cute, though? I met I met someone last night who this was theirs
2: that's so cute and you know what I read Mindy Kaling's book is everybody hanging out without me and I was like oh my gosh she and Maggie would be like best buddies because one of her rules is if you're my friend all of your clothes are also my clothes and I'm like yeah and like that's Maggie's philosophy you guys need a meet and
0: and to be fair I didn't just take it they told me I could wear it for a bit and I'm gonna get it back to them in like a week or two um,
2: Do you have like a library like, card for clothes that you like. You I, check out your friends' clothes.
0: <laughs> no, I'm so good at getting Blythe's clothes back to her. Probably because I see her practically like every day. But I always tell her like my return rate is so fast. It's so good.
1: <laughs> well, that's good because because that makes her more likely to lend you clothes in exactly. the future. So yeah. that's good, Eddie. I think we're gonna get a whole new style for you. Like we'll take you shopping and figure out your new in L. A.
0: We in, in L A.
1: Ooh, that'd be fun. Let's just style so Eddie fun. in L A.
0: Okay. Oh my gosh, that'd be so much fun. What oh, else I'm do you so want to do in L A. For you guys to be here, yeah. I wanted to. I've I've been um I've been pretty motivated recently to kind of like redecorate to an extent, but also just like to move things around a little bit. And I I told you guys I got a rug that's coming in. Actually, the rug mat has come in and is currently laying on my floor. I, like, swept and mopped and then just laid the rug mat down because I thought the rug would come in that same day. It did not. (laughs) So right now, I do just have a big rug mat. But, like, when you guys get here, that'll be in. Um, And also, I ordered some peel, like, peel-off tiles for my bathroom um, that I'm gonna put in there to kind of like elevate it a little bit and make it look all nice. And so I'm really excited, especially since Eddie hasn't seen this place. I want it to be all nice. Ooh. And three yes. people, four people in a studio apartment is gonna be fun.
1: And if there's any <laughs> projects, you know, handy things you need done while we're there, your mother's happy oh, yeah. to take care of it. Like <laughs> she'll be all over. It.
0: <laughs> oh, I know. But also <laughs> She's the handy dad- woman
1: in our house.
0: Yes. I've told so many people this. Y'all, my car is not doing the best. But every time I get in it, I just like pray over it. and I told my friends, I was like, "How long is this sustainable?" Like, I don't know, but when you guys get here, I'm gonna need I'm gonna need you guys to come to the shop with me because they bamboozled me last time, <laughs> so I don't like taking my car in because I look like I don't know what I'm talking about, and I also in fact don't know what I'm talking about. Mm-hmm. so it's not a good combo,
1: <laughs> yeah, I get it. Well, it is hard, and we'll we'll rent a car so you don't have to worry about yours breaking down. No,
0: I... you're not renting a car.
1: Okay, well then, how are Here we going to kick your car in if we're renting a car? I don't get it.
0: They'll give me a loaner. Actually, they won't because I'm not 21. They'll give you guys a loaner. Okay, yeah,
1: definitely. Sounds good. Amazing. One one more question, Maggie. We have time. Yeah, we have time. I absolutely. This is from Anna. I absolutely love your show, and it's the best part of my day. And that's sweet. I always listen to your episodes on the way to school because it helps me relax and distress. I'm a senior in high school and have been accepted to all the colleges I've applied to. However, I'm struggling to choose which one I will attend. I'm not a sentimental person when it comes to picking a college, and have no idea how to decide. How did you choose what college to go to, and were you happy with your decision? Thanks so much for taking the time to read and answer my question. Questions. Anna. So she's asking how you made your decision. Yeah. Or generally, you know. I
0: love this question. How
1: to help her with her decision. Go ahead.
0: First off, huge congratulations. Oh, my goodness. It's so hard to even apply to a college and make sure you're doing it correctly. Like, genuinely, some colleges make it so confusing that, number one, congrats on even applying. Number two, congrats on getting in. So many congratulations going on here. Um, for me, I my senior year of high school, COVID happened. And so when I was making those decisions about where I was going to go, it was looking like we were going to be online. It was, it was like, not the, not the usual college send off that you were looking for. And so for me, it was actually, I think it was pretty easy. I went to my safety school. I literally went to the school that I was like, oh my gosh, well, if nobody else wants me, at least I have this school. Um, And I am. 10 million times happy with my choice Um, I think it was absolutely the right direction to go in and something that truly helped me when I was applying and choosing was my friend Hannah and she said he was like she had transferred schools. she had started in one college and transferred to another and from the school I went to up until like my graduating class there that like you didn't really do that you went to, you had to go to college, and it was one school you were gonna go to, and it was probably Samford, and you were gonna get a four year degree. And that's like, that was what was expected. Um, they had like a 100% high school to college rate. And so it was kind of just like, growing up, it felt like my path was already like paved out for me or whatever. And something Hannah told me, she was like, she said she wished she would have known how that decision of what college to go to was not like as big of a decision as it was you don't have to finish where you start off at you don't like it's not like you're signing your life away unless you're paying like $80,000 in tuition and then are drowning in student loans that is tough (laughs) um but like for the most part I feel like we we put so much pressure on 17 18 year old kids to make this decision and decide what they want to do for the rest of their life when really it's not that like it it's go where you wanna go, where you think you can envision yourself and where you're gonna be happy. That means like, yes, the school itself is important, but also what city is it in? Do you enjoy the things around it? Do you do do you like the campus? Like the little things like that, because you're gonna you're gonna be living there, most likely. And so really focus on those things. But at the end of the day, don't make it this like ultimately like stress consuming decision
1: that's great advice maggie
0: i'm very passionate about college i
1: I can tell you are um i would also say you know tour the schools get a sense for what they feel like when you're there that's obviously Mm -hmm. part of the process and just in general making decisions i would suggest a process that involves using your head really like listing out the pros and cons deciding like what is it important about a college do you want a big school do you want a school that has like a football team do you want to be close to home do you want to be going with certain friends, which may or may not be important once you get there, because you're going to make new friends pretty darn quickly, most likely. Yeah, And then uh, then you'll also be able to take all that information and let it settle. And then you'll have a feeling about it, an emotional context. And then, um, you know, that's often what drives a decision. They say, you know, use your head, but then decide with your gut, your gut feeling. And you can also think through it from the perspective of like, after I make this decision, if I choose this school, like really think about that choice. I've already made the decision and I picked this school and sit with that idea and say, how do I feel now? What's the emotional context of a future decision? Looking back, do you feel good about that decision? Do you feel excited? Do you feel a weight has been lifted off your shoulder? Well, then it's probably a pretty good indication. Um, But these are all right answers. Just like Maggie said, it's like, you've got multiple great options. And once you decide, just decide and, and just go with that and don't look back and be 100% all in with your choice.
0: Yeah, and two more quick things. Um, my defining factors, because that was part of the question. I, I don't think I answered it super well. Um, for where I went, the defining factors were proximity to home because I was working a lot with family at the time and it made sense. I needed to be able to get home quickly. Um, And money, I wanted to save money. So I went to an in-state school where I had state scholarships and stuff like that. Those were my defining factors. Um, and I got to room with one of my best friends, which was so awesome. And, oh, the other thing I wanted to say, I'm not crapping on Samford, the school. I think it's a great school. It's just funny because, like, 80% of the people, not 80%, but a huge portion of people who went to my high school go to Samford. Yeah. Just wanted to get that in there. Samford's a great school.
1: <laughs> Absolutely. I want to just revisit something that happened on the last podcast when we were playing never have I ever. Okay. Oh, no, we, we, no, we weren't playing that. When we, we were, were playing, playing the, would you rather? Would you rather? That's what we were doing. <laughs> <laughs> and the question was, would you rather have kids at 18 or 40? And you you both kind uh-huh. of like immediately jumped up and we were like 40, 40, which I totally get it cuz you're older than 18 right yeah. now. Eddie's 23, you're 19, almost 20. Um but I really want you to think through the idea of getting, you know, having kids when you're 40. Like, do the math on that equation. Because if you have kids when you're 40, like, by the time that they get even into high school and college, you're like in your, you know, nearly 60. You're retired you're- and you have so much free time to parent. If they make yes. the same decision, though, and if they have kids when they're, you know, when they're 40, you don't even you get to be a grandparent until you're 80.
2: So you're and basing you, your decision on being a grandparent, not a parent.
1: <laughs> I'm basing my decision on the fact that having kids is freaking awesome. Yes. Like like it changes everything about your life in the most wonderful ways. And there's something about being young when you have kids that is magical because you have more you have energy and you have drive. I know there's trade-offs, it's like you don't have your life as figured out as you do when you're older, maybe you don't don't have as much money or whatever, but if you're in a great relationship with a great person, like don't put it in your head that you've got to wait until later to have kids. It's, it's pretty awesome.
0: I'm still working on that whole great person, great relationship bit. Yeah. yeah I so
2: <laughs> give me a few. <laughs> yeah. I still think being older, uh, was a much better decision for us. Well, plus, cause we didn't know each other when we were that young, but, um, I mean, you I just think you're a better parent when you're older because you, you're smarter, you're wiser. When you're young, you're still making a lot of mistakes, figuring things out. You, you aren't as, um, giving with your time. I don't think when you're younger, but I think I think it's a healthy medium. Yeah,
0: you know, I agree. Like I, I don't yeah. think I'm gonna wait till I'm forty.
1: Yeah, neither of these are supposed to be ideal, right? Yeah, 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 yeah eighteen is not ideal. But I was I was yeah. su- suggesting mid twenties, maybe thirty,
2: late twenties, thirties, great, are nice. 45. No, we actually because your dad I think wanted to have another kid, and I didn't want to have kids in my forties, and so I was like, yeah. I two is good, and so we we settled mm. with two. But um, which is weird because I'm only forty two right now. So <laughs> oh yeah.
1: I was thinking about something I wanted to talk to you about. This may or may not be on the podcast, so we can just talk about it now. Hmm. But how would you feel about me changing my username to Dan Thurman? (gasps) Would that be something that you would not want me to do?
0: Well, thank you guys so much for listening to this podcast. (laughs) I'm... Uh, this is my dad, Maggie's dad, one two three, and this is wholesome chaos. We'll see you guys next week. Um, yeah. <laughs> Good.
1: <laughs> I guess that answers my question. <laughs> no,
0: you can change it. You can totally ah, ch- uh, eh, maybe maybe keep it in your description.
1: Yeah, keep it in maybe. mind. Well, if you change your username, does it still get? Is it still tagged from everything you've tagged me in? I don't know. That would be something important to find out. And the only reason I'm suggesting it or thinking about it is... Is because you you hate me. No, I love you so much. Everything about, you know, all of TikTok. changing
2: it to Maggie or to Eddie's dad. Eddie's Eddie's dad, It's it's Eddie's turn, one, two, three.
1: Yeah. Yeah. You ride my fame. (laughs) (laughs) Well, what I was thinking is like that was for a very specific purpose because I didn't want TikTok to be about me at all. I wanted it to be about like all the attentions on you. Help drive your success, which clearly, like mission accomplished, you've got <laughs> over five million followers. you just got verified on instagram you're you're living your dream, and it's awesome and I just and I do feel that tug that you know, as a father to say Maggie's dad, one two three, there is the whole like what about anything? you know and yeah, and, I, know, and
0: I've always felt that too i like I hate it when like people say that in public, you know what I mean. It's mm-hmm. like we know it's a joke, but when other people say it it's like, ah, uh, it was just cuz I was the one who was on TikTok. Right. Right.
1: Precisely. It was just cuz you were the one that was on TikTok. And yeah. I would support Eddie 100% in anything he's going after as we as we do. But um so anyway, I'm not saying I'm going to do it yet. I'm just saying how would you feel about that if I did?
0: Um I it'd be fine. Yeah it'd be sad because it's the end of an era you know what i mean that's
1: that's the part of me that, that is reluctant to do it too it's like it's nostalgic it's it's yeah. so unique um and so i'm i may not i may i may it's think okay. on it it's okay if you i may do. sleep on it another five years or so
0: <laughs> okay and then yeah. i'd say just like put it in your bio like maggie said one formerly known as maggie said one two three or something like that it could be cute, fun rebranding who is dan thurman in 2022 in all seriousness, (laughs) thank you guys so much for listening to our podcast. You can follow us on our other socials. My dad is Dan Thurman on everything except for currently. TikTok, he is dad 123 I am Maggie Thurman on everything. My brother is the underscore Eddie underscore Thurman on Instagram. And he is Eddie underscore Thurman on Twitch. My mom, you have to watch the podcast to keep up with her because she doesn't really do a ton of social media. Otherwise, and you can go to our website, wholesomechaos.com to ask us questions, subscribe, guys, tell your friends, um, help us grow the family, and anything you want to add, Dad?
1: I think you covered it, Maggie. So, I'm sorry. Um,
0: I took a lot of what you usually say.
1: That's awesome. I, I love watching you work. I just love hearing <laughs> your voice and you, you get better every week. So
0: Thanks. great
1: job. I love you so much. And uh, we'll talk too. again soon. And we love you, everyone. Thanks for listening. Bye. Take care. Bye. See you next week.
0: Bye. Mags and dads host some chaos. Mags and dads host some chaos.
1: We did it again. Episode 33 in the can. Woo-hoo.
2: Whoop, whoop.
1: Let's go get lunch.
2: <laughs> go get breakfast. I had a question though. Maggie, that cord that you were playing with with your feet, wasn't that your mic cord? There's no cord with my feet. There was a cord that Was hanging down on the sofa that you had, you were holding it with your toes. Was that the mic cord? That sounds like something
0: a psychopath would do.